0: As we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion this morning, allow me to read these couple of scripture verses with you as we begin. First, from Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes these words. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And then also these words from the book of Colossians chapter 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we spent a few weeks Doing this series, we believe in God, but, and have looked at various things that might create hang-ups or issues for us somewhere along the way. This morning, we're going to deal with one that could potentially be tough for some of us. We believe in God, but we won't forgive. But we won't forgive. Now, some people might be thinking, eh, not a big deal. I don't really have anything I need to forgive anybody for. Life's good, I'm pain-free, everything's wonderful. For others, thinking about forgiveness can be a difficult and painful struggle to consider. And I'm willing to bet if it's not a problem for you, you know somebody for whom it is. So whether it's us or not, forgiving someone who has inflicted pain, we need to understand that's not an easy journey. So we're going to look at it just briefly this morning. We've already heard two scriptures that both call us to forgive as the Lord forgave us. It's easy to read. It's easy to say it out loud. But I know it's not always easy to do. Yet it's God's call on our lives as we move toward becoming more like our Savior and Lord. Easy to say, easy to read, but just to be real, let's acknowledge what a struggle forgiving can be. This morning I want to share a short clip from a movie with you. understand, it's a movie based on a book. It's not scripture. It is a movie, but it has some, some good thoughts for us. I want you to hear the words of this dialogue going on. It shows the struggle of a father whose young daughter had been kidnapped and then murdered. After taking the daughter, the murderer left a ladybug lapel pin kind of as a calling card. And you will see at one point a ladybug in this representing the murderer. The older man in the scene plays the part of God. It's how God appears to this man at this point. And God is caring for this man who's lost his daughter. Listen to the struggle to the man struggle with the idea of forgiving the one who murdered his daughter. I can't imagine. His first statement expresses what he really feels about what ought to happen to the murderer. Listen to this conversation and we'll go from there.
1: He killed my daughter. I want to hurt him. You to hurt him. I know you do. But he too is my son. And I want to redeem him. Redeem him? He should burn in hell. So we're back to you as the judge. (laughs) So you you just let him get away with it. Nobody gets away with anything. Everything bears consequences. What he did it was horrible. I'm not asking you to excuse what he did. I'm asking you to trust me, to do what's right, and to know what's best. And Then what? Forgiveness doesn't establish your relationship just about letting go of his throat. Mac, the pain inside is devouring you, robbing you of joy and crippling your capacity to love. I can't. You're not stuck because you can't. You're stuck because you won't. I'm here with you. I don't know how. Just say it out loud. your joy.
0: Did you hear the words the God character said? You're not stuck because you can't forgive. You're stuck because you won't. I know this is much easier to say than it is to do. I mean, we, we all know Christians are supposed to forgive. You know, that thing we pray every week, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. We know we're supposed to forgive. But if we're the one who's been hurt, sometimes forgiving sounds like a rule that doesn't apply right now. We could forgive a lot of people for a lot of things, but don't ask me to forgive them. Not after what they did. Maybe there was abuse of one kind or another. Maybe a spouse or a child made some painful choices and you're deeply wounded. Maybe someone you trusted completely betrayed that trust. And it's destroyed you. Any situations like this, and I'm sure plenty of others you could add, can cause us to feel angry and hurt and bitter. And because of the severity of what happened, we may feel completely justified in feeling those emotions and the hatred that can come from them. But there's danger in clinging to that anger and pain and bitterness regardless of how justified we might feel. The danger is to us. The danger is to the one carrying all that around for weeks or months or years or even decades. Did you hear the line in the movie clip? This pain inside you is devouring you, robbing you of joy, crippling your capacity to love. This is expressed as concern for the heartbroken father's well-being. It's not as if God is fussing at him. God is hurting with him in this clip. And he wants better than for him to remain in this painful situation. In essence, he's saying not forgiving is not good for you. When you don't forgive, it's damaging to you. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem fair. But as the ones who have been wounded, we are in much more danger of the effects of the angry and resentment and bitterness than the person who hurt us. Listen to these words. The book of Hebrews, chapter 12. Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Craig Groeschel, who wrote this book, we've been using as uh, kind of the the, uh, inspiration for some thoughts the last few weeks, writes these words, The root of bitterness grows in the soil of hurt that has not been dealt with in a healthy way. You see, roots absorb from whatever soil they are planted in. If they've planted, if we've planted the roots of our heart and soul, if we've planted those roots in the soil of unresolved pain, in the soil of anger and bitterness and resentment, eventually the roots of our heart begin to absorb that and those very things begin to grow in other areas of our lives. The scriptures we read earlier are a powerful combination in moving us toward God's best for us. They call us to give up all of those feelings that can harm us, no matter how justifiable those feelings may be, and to let go of what is dangerous to us emotionally and spiritually, and then to forgive as God forgave us. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. God doesn't expect us to change immediately with a snap of fingers and everything's all peachy. God understands we can be deeply wounded, by others who may hurt us. But God wants better for us than to get stuck in that woundedness, in that pain, in that anger and bitterness. It doesn't happen quickly. It may take a long while. One more line from the video. You may have heard him say, you might have to say you forgive a thousand times before it starts getting any easier. But our call from Scripture is more than merely letting go and saying, I forgive. The first Scripture tells us to let go of those destructive feelings. The second Scripture tells us how to replace all of that as we move toward forgiving clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the lord forgave you it's not merely a matter of not hurting, not being angry, not growing bitter. It's a matter of replacing anger and bitterness with what God can grow in our hearts in its place. It's like removing all the weeds that have grown up in your garden spot over a long period of time and replacing them with healthy plants that grow and produce the desired fruit and results. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Of course, forgiving is easier said than done for most of us. But if we really believe in God, not we believe in God but, If we really believe in God, as the Bible and the Holy Spirit reveal God to us, forgiving does become possible. Only God's power can bring us to that place where we're willing to forgive. Only God's power can take us there. Especially when we don't feel like going there to begin with. As we pray, as we surrender the hurt, the anger, the struggle, as we pray honest prayers before God, expressing our hurt and our struggle to forgive, God will absolutely begin to walk us through a journey of healing and restoration, renewal, and thereby helping us to do with God what we can't do by ourselves. Praying and asking God to pour out healing grace on us so those wounds gradually heal and we're slowly moved toward the possibility of forgiving. We may feel like at some point, prayer is never going to change what happened to me. Or that person I love. That may be right. Prayer doesn't necessarily change the past. Even if I want to sound forgiving and try to pray for that other person, the one who hurt me, still, the past doesn't change. But prayer will change us. Not what we've gone through. Not the struggle, the hurt, the pain, the bitterness, the anger. But prayer will change us. It will connect us with the one who makes forgiving, healing, and wholeness possible. And it will allow God to lead us into new life and new hope that comes after letting go and forgiving. What's impossible with men is possible with God. We can allow God to take us through healing, renewal, and restoration so that forgiving becomes a reality. As we celebrate this morning with people around the world on this On this World Communion Sunday, remember, this sacred celebration is about forgiveness and forgiving made possible. Christ modeled for us the generosity of forgiveness with his words from the cross Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. There are those we need to forgive. Even if they did know what they're doing, there are those we need to forgive, to be strengthened, to be rescued from the hurt, the pain, the damage. Hear the call of the scripture one more time. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. As we celebrate this sacrament this morning, I encourage you to take a moment to thank God for the forgiveness that we've experienced in Christ and then to ask God to reveal any need to forgive others. It might be a recent need to forgive someone who's really hurt us in the last little bit. It might be from a long time ago. And there's even a recurring need to forgive. The sacrament is surely a celebration of forgiveness and forgiving. A celebration of the new covenant in Christ that make all forgiving possible. God's forgiveness for us. And our forgiveness of others as God works in our hearts to bring us to the point where that becomes possible.